0: Hey everyone, after episode two of Around the Lens, Depth of Field, which focused on concert photography, was over, the panelists decided to kind of shoot the breeze for a little bit after the show. In fact, they did it for so long that we have a whole other episode essentially for you to have and where the panelists talk about a whole range of other topics that they didn't discuss during the actual episode itself. So we thought it was pretty interesting and you might enjoy it. So please enjoy this bonus episode of Around the Lens, Depth of Field, episode two concert photography i had (laughs) i'm sure i i did a whole i mean i I did a whole series of prints of this stuff and i def it it has paid off it's definitely paid my rent for a couple months (laughs) so that's nice um i i I, wound up doing like eight by ten prints that i was like selling and i'll probably put some of those on ebay as well um eight by ten prints and what i did was i was smart about it and I took a bodega bag and filled it with the confetti from New Year's in Times Square. So everybody that buys a print gets some of the confetti. From- <laughs> oh, look at you! <laughs> that's smart. Like I mean, all of smart. us. Like like the guys from NBC that I became friends with, and I've like been able to do like some stringer work with them as well. Like a lot of us were literally just filling our pockets. It's like that's right. That's right. It's like, it. taking, it's
1: like it's yeah. like taking
0: dirt from Ebbets Field, you know, when Ebbets
1: Field <laughs> went away, taking you dirt. Must- and all and that it's stuff, but a little vile, you know? <laughs> That's it's
0: awesome. Because the confetti was going on. Like, we looked the it's next fun. day on eBay, and the confetti for, like, eight pieces, someone's selling for, like, $30. And I'm like, good lord. <laughs> I thought the Dr. Fauci baseball card was uh, was pretty pricey. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was like, what? $1,000? Are you kidding? Yeah. I was saying to Jen, Jen before, I am saying, uh, you shot a couple of things, uh, like, outside drive-in type the concerts, yeah, right? I did um
2: the Revivalists in New Orleans. It was part of Voodoo Fest, which happens in New Orleans. They had done a, a drive-in series, um, so I shot for um, Live Nation. One of those, um, it was it was the Revivalists. It was mainly to get. It wasn't more to get music. It was more to get like how they were socially distancing, what people yes, were friends. doing, how that they were you know maneuvering around the pandemic to make concerts happen. So it was more marketing, but I was able to still shoot music, but it was fun.
1: That's cool. Zach, yeah, have you been shooting like, cool. like anything, birds or anything, <laughs>
3: birds in flight? <laughs> <laughs> that's all we got on the ground here. <laughs> <laughs> I know, <No. laughs> I, know, I,
1: I, know uh, I don't know. Do you know Mike Corrado? You know Mike Corrado. I know I know Jen knows Corrado because yeah. Corrado Corrado's a Nikon guy. He's like the Nikon guru. Corrado shoots birds in Long Island a lot. <laughs> no, I've been doing a lot of,
3: I've been like doing a lot of my archive stuff with old images, and then my wife and I just had our first child, so I've been doing yes, a congratulations, a lot of photos of him. Thanks. Hey, that's cool. Stuff there. Yeah, it's definitely a different <laughs> you, purpose now. Which I'm a baby
1: cool. photographer, you know, and you know, in the next
3: few months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it pays a little different than wedding photography. I'll tell you what, though, I don't, I don't miss uh, red carpets, and I. I know that some people would get there. Uh, I never liked I, I them. Never liked them. Never wanted to do them. I don't miss that. I didn't <laughs> enjoy them at all. So my bucket I list is to shoot, like VMAs.
2: That's my bucket list. One day. What I'm, is it? Uh, VMAs. VMAs or the Grammys. I want to do an award show. Oh yeah.
3: List. Yeah, but the whole like you, you can't even do this when you're there. Yeah. Like, it's, you a special, uh, it's a special. It's a special
1: breed. I know a lot of yeah. those guys. I special.
3: Breed. It's ex- <laughs> you said it exactly right. It's a breed. It's a special breed. Yeah. I can't i'm I'm not there. <laughs> Don't it's you like, like, have like
2: have to yell at the artists and stuff? And she'd be like, look
3: here, look here. so horrible. You know
1: what it is? It's like hours and hours of, of them standing around. So not only is it a yeah. special breed, but it's a special smell sometimes when you just- yeah. Oh, my
3: God. people I mean, for hours and
0: hours, right? Kevin knows that, Yeah, And there are oppressed there people out there as well that are the same way because like we're all running around the city and we'll see like if a building collapses or something catches on fire or shooting, like- the crazier the environment, like we'll all bump into each other. It's a very small community. Yeah, so no, that is true, You too. You're, you're like you're,
1: you're running around. You're
0: like Ouija now,
1: running around yeah. trying
0: to get like. I will tell you this out of out of the pandemic, just trying to be able to figure out how to pivot and then keep things going. Doing press work, the one thing that has been very beneficial was becoming official through the nypd and i have nyp plates on my car so oh, like, cool. dude i park wow. anywhere <laughs> yeah that's gold <laughs> huh? anywhere well like, you can't park anywhere now with the snow mounds we have in new yeah, york totally. park I'm, on top. I'm literally i'm in chelsea right now i'm parked outside on like a truck loading zone only that they're supposed to pay my office Everybody pays for parking. That's like fifty dollars for the day. I'm pretty sure people are like, screw this asshole. I just pull straight up, take my car, keys out of the car, walk in the door, and like you need to rock that for as
3: long as you can.
0: (laughs) The cops look at me and they're like, Can't touch your car. Like, that's it. Like, I've had one ticket and I was like, You want to know something? I'm not gonna fight it. Like, I've saved thousands in New York City
3: with (laughs) building a place in Vegas right now that is gonna be very Interesting to see. I don't know if you guys heard about that at all. It's um the sphere. Have you guys heard of that in the news? No. It's uh it's a new MSG. It's they're they're calling considering like the MSG of Las Vegas. And it's a everything about it is new technology. The whole the whole outside of it is going to be is some type of electronic, so that you could have a whole design on the outside to be whatever you wanted, kind of like how at MSG there's the marquee that they would throw photos on and advertisements. That would be the entire building, mm-hmm. the outside of the building, and it's a, it's essentially a ball, a whole sphere is the whole thing, and there's a gigantic screen inside that's the the size of the the whole wall essentially it's like the building on the inside right. so it's 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 i mean google it later to read about it because i'm not doing it justice but it's a the whole new like a new completely new entertainment experience so it went on hold for a little while during quarantine but they're still building it now uh, and they i don't know where it stands but the intention was to be able to not franchise this is not the right word but do this in other locations so when in the summertime they were uh, making progress on doing a sphere in London uh, and they were gonna do the same exact thing. So it was gonna be a similar uh, a sphere of, a, of for a venue, but a whole, all different technology and a whole different viewing experience, which is kind of crazy, but we would, uh, when that would start, MSG would be uh, maintaining and managing that in terms of the photo photography. So it's kind of crazy. I'm definitely interested to see how that's gonna play out, especially because that's being built now. So that can, they can change how they would want to alter that for the COVID stuff. So yeah, I'm very, so for, very for curious like what that's going to be like.
1: Yeah, for more like the home I think he's 80. Hey, Dan, have you ever like done any repurposing of your photos? Like, I I know George did that a lot, where he had he had kind of like painted over or like paintings, right? He did that. exactly. Uh, yeah, he, yeah he,
3: he that was a big thing is that he would take especially a lot of his old famous photos. Of some of um of Ali, he would it was a uh, that people love just organically because the photo is great he would then paint over it himself and he would he made there's actually some of them in the arena now where there are giant canvases that he would paint over in some capacity and make it a little bit more abstract and the photos right. in the background uh, and then or he would sometimes emphasize different curves in the photo itself so it's very very cool and I don't really know when that started but it's very cool way to or another way to um a, a different creative way to repurpose the same images that you've already had yeah
2: <clears throat> i'm not i'm not i'm gonna be honest i'm not much of a person that does anything beyond taking the pictures i'm not a good editor either so mm-hmm. if it's not i mean sharpness color I, I can do that in editing that's about it but being creative i wish i was more creative i think the only thing that i've ever done um was um i did a, a picture of billy corgan that i took um we were at soundboard and um, I'm a huge Smashing Pumpkins fan. So um, I did like some space type, like kind of like um, a nod to um, the Melancholy and Infinite Sadness album cover art, kind of done did that and I, I was happy with it, but I don't think that I would end up doing anything like that for anything
3: else. I'll tell you what though, the whole editing side of things, just because of, that's what a lot of stuff I did at MSG was I I would be hiring a lot of the photographers to, if we didn't use our regular freelancers, we would hire different people that the entertainment group wanted. And a lot of it came down to, were they good editors? Because if, I mean, they need to be good photographers, but some people, they had their own unique way to edit an image and stylize it. And I am thoroughly surprised every day about how much, how important that is to your kind of repertoire and i'm not i'm not i'm not saying i can i'm that way i would love to eventually become that way but that's a whole a whole big thing to be able to stylize it and not just have a plain photo that's i don't know it's very interesting and i'm it is
1: it is true it is true because i spent a lot of time editing the last couple years you know really learning i mean i've i've been involved with photoshop since like version three i'm talking like 1997 or 98 that's how far back i go the shop but I've never learned it to the degree that I know it now over the last year and a half that I've been really focused and doing a lot of the black and white to color stuff yeah, and yeah. then also and then also in Lightroom you know developing presets and film looks and all kinds of shit like that right you know, it's it's an invaluable thing to to learn but not a-
3: also but also knowing how to do it but knowing how to do it fast in the middle of a concert so that it could be used that night and promoted yeah. for that show that's also, another I, I, you can be able to do it, but if you can't do it when a fast turnaround, then it's different. It's a whole different ballgame. And it's really something that's crazy.
2: iHeart like, does hire like ph- photo editors and we do just basic edit. So if you're good at that and you can do that fast, that's awesome. But then right. Right, as of late, what they've been doing is they have Wes and Alex is a team that does the iHeart stuff right now. They're still doing the um, iHeart performances. They're very like, nobody's in the audience obviously it's just live so they yeah. their are Wes and Alex are great photographers and they shoot the pictures and they have been using this um photographer Skylar Barbiero I think I think I said that name right anyways like like for instance like this like I don't know if you can see it but like takes the pictures yes, and makes right. really cool edits yeah, that's wild yeah and- I wish I was, I was that creative, but I'm not. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's wild. Do you it know comes- Brian Friedman at uh, iHeart? Yes, I love Brian. Yeah, yeah he's good. So I was just emailing nice. him last night. He's such a nice guy, yeah.
2: Such a nice guy. Like, And he will, like, I will tell you, he, like, <laughs> it's funny because the first time I started working for iHeart when I was doing the editing thing... We had, like, um, a party the night before at one of the venues in Vegas. And, like, I'm a shy person. Like, I don't, like, go and just, like, talk to people. So, like, I'm sitting over there in a corner not knowing anybody. And, like, I was I was getting up to leave because I, I just didn't know anybody. And um and Brian stopped me. He's like, where are you going? And I was like, oh, I'm just going to go walk around. I don't know anybody. He didn't let
3: you probably, like, right? You know? <laughs>
2: he's like, you come in yeah. here. I wanted to introduce you to some people. He's the nice Yeah, he's guy. real
3: nice guy. Kevin, what do you
2: got
0: coming up now? What do you, what do you got over the next couple of weeks? So my day gig, I'm at Ink Magazine's place. Okay. Uh, in Chelsea. So Ink Magazine's got like a network of like 3 million-ish or so followers. Um, it's actually recently been bought out by Revolver Magazine. So mm-hmm. it's all under this whole like Project M umbrella at the same time. So it's like, I do media management for their studio, uh, other management type stuff. Uh, and then I literally have a police scanner next to me and sit in my <laughs> car and wait for buildings to catch on fire or for shootings and stuff.
3: <laughs> and You're running around like
1: Kramer with the police scanner. Yeah, exactly.
0: That's literally, literally. <laughs> it's one of those things where like, you become friends with other like industry media people. And we all try to, I mean, because it's a hustle, like, you know, you, you don't yeah. make money unless you sell the shot. So right. it's like, you know, I'm around situations where it's like, I'm next to a guy that just got shot like 20 seconds earlier sometime. Right. <laughs> and like, there's still an active shooter out there. And it's like, I got fucking, like, I never thought like, if someone did a revisit of what's in my bag for me to say, I have a bulletproof vest sitting in my <laughs> car that has press <laughs> stick on it. I never thought the day would happen, but like, you know, it's, it's literally, it's like, it's, it's a game to where all of us are trying to figure out what the next thing is that's happening at the same time. I guess there was this like gas leak fire in Harlem earlier. And one of my press buddies that does video work was like, Hey man, if you're around grab this, because it's like, if we know that somebody else that's good can get the footage more than likely we can get the footage out and try to sell it. Or I can like take it to their agency and they can turn around and sell it. so it's like, it's a who you know and how fast you can get there type situation. And it turned into a lot (laughs) of people that are like, hey, that's great that you have all these images. And it's like, I never thought that I'd have images in the New Yorker and like the Wall Street Journal and any of this stuff. Like, you know, having stuff in like like music magazines for years was cool. Like I thought that was nice. But then all of a sudden after like COVID hit and I like, I've got some of my images in my galleries and like, you know other crazy things like I, I never thought images would be in like huge major major publications over certain stuff that's happened especially you got to be able stuff. to
3: pivot. it yeah
0: yeah exactly and that was the thing I tried telling people like some people got really you know really crazy in the beginning of everything just being like what's what's going to happen and it's like dude let, let's get out there and like shoot other things yeah. The yeah thing I did was like let's let's try to do something and like I went <laughs> into press work within three weeks i was able to land my nypd press badge um, which normally would have taken six months right But it, you know it's just it was a matter of who you know how fast you can make it happen and that's definitely helped me stay afloat a good bit at the same time
2: you guys are doing awesome and quarantine i'm doing terrible like i have a day job like i had a day job prior still but like I have I a day job and I'm not doing anything else. Yeah. Well, Ke- Kevin
1: did, Kevin did for years have a day job. He was running a tattoo shop.
0: Yeah, I had the tattoo, multiple shop, tattoo shop, and shop. And yeah. then I went into becoming like the district manager of a laser tattoo removal company. And that was <laughs> like, I was running our marketing meetings. I was doing, um, like I was handling all of our events. Like we had like, you know, 20, 30 events throughout the year that we were doing. Um,
3: you know, so you went overseas. to giving people tattoos to removing them? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I was because
0: the person in the industry that that's had, like put on like what worked and what didn't work. And I mean, we're talking like I had a job that was paying 100k. Like it was, it was nice, and like everything was fine. And literally, like, granted, my wife did not like the fact that I would have to travel to Texas or other places a lot. Mm. Uh, but like it was almost a nine- to five job. Like I'd get out, I'd be home at 6 pm. Like my wife would see me while it's still daylight out. Like these things never existed while we were together for like the 12 years or 13 years, you know throughout this. And then literally they were like, everything's doing great. You're doing great with your job. We're so happy to have you on board. COVID. Oh. Hey, so your job just disappeared overnight.
2: And yeah,
0: I, I thought you. of bringing <laughs> it back. I, felt and I was weird. just like, "Oh fuck, I need to figure something out."
1: Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm the only fucking maniac that's been freelancing for the past six years doing this. <laughs> yeah. So when COVID hit, it was like, you know, all right, well, guess I'm not going to get events. It was yeah. so, it was so weird because I had the trade show that I, one of the trade shows that I usually shoot is the USITT. It's the United States institute of theater technology and, I, and it travels around and this year well last year it was going to be in texas in houston and i had shot three different years for them in three different states like one was in kentucky and st louis missouri and i forget where else it's like three of them and they had paid they usually give me a deposit and then they ended up paying me in full because I've always shot for them. So it was like, all right, well, they're just going to pay me. And, you know, they, I booked my, my airfare and my hotel and all that stuff. So all of a sudden we're hearing, you know, in early March, we're hearing, all right, well, COVID, we don't know what's going to happen. We're not sure. Everybody's on the fence. Then all of a sudden the first week of March, things are starting to shut down. Right. So we're seeing the dial go down. Now I'm starting to panic because I'm like, Oh fuck. April 1st is the show. It's April 1st to the 4th, right? I'm like, now the 15th comes, everything gets shut down in New York as as Kevin and Zach know, boom, done.
3: Now- Yeah,
1: they're still on the fence. So now about three days after like the 17th, they they decide, the USITT decides that they have to shelve it. They have no other, they can't, even though the cases weren't bad in Houston, they ultimately got worse there um they did not have the event but i was fortunate enough to have gotten paid in full and they are a nonprofit and are very kind and i'm like family with them and they're like you know just hold on to it and next time we do an event you know we'll we'll work it out but if i didn't get that chunk of change right as that happened you know i lost everything i had you know there were gigs booked for hammerstein that i lost and my central park gigs were all canceled and my summer stage gigs were all canceled you know and it was uh I was like what the fuck is gonna happen here right Right? it was was pretty scary man
0: still is (laughs) yeah I mean I can definitely say that I took one hell of a hit but I learned how to make the smaller amount work for me at the same time so it's like I'm able to stay afloat am I struggling no but I don't have a sock savings account at this point. You know, like you just, you have to find a way to make things work. I don't
1: you know? think many, I don't think many people have that.
0: Oh my
2: yeah, I was doing, I was doing <laughs> and uh, food delivery for a little bit. And then I got okay. a job at home working for like a hotel booking. Oh, hotel. I
0: contemplated food delivery as well, anything. <laughs> like,
2: it you was long, good was money at you, the beginning of the pandemic. For
0: you? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, it was unemployment. And still unemployment, gig worker unemployment, because I was able to show my taxes. Mm-hmm. And between that and the occasional portrait and the sales on eBay and, you know, the restoration gigs that I get from people, you know, it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm hoping feeling. to do
3: with some of my archives to, to put it up on some places and get some type of sales going with that. Yeah, I know it's not going to be anything crazy, but that's what my ultimate goal is to be able to Get that Because right now it's just sitting on my hard drives, that type of stuff. So I'm hoping that I can organize yeah. that all and get it uh, finalized and get it in places. So I might ask you when, I, when I'm ready at that stage, I might email you, ask you sure. what you know about good places to go to and where to sell or anything like that.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it. it's, a, it's a vast community of, for photographers to sell their work. So it's not, like, yeah. uh, it's not like I won't volunteer what I'm doing to you guys because your work is different than mine. And sometimes I'll have, you know, I'll have something that you won't have and you'll have something that I won't have.
2: Well, I, yeah. I'm a terrible person and I um, don't look at a lot of things I sign, so I just uh, subscribe to the fact that I'm probably not going to be selling prints. So I don't sell prints knowing that um, I don't remember if I signed a contract with anybody and I don't want to ruin any relationships with any publicists or bands. So I just don't sell prints. I mean, Now, occasionally I will sell it to a friend who, uh, you know, under the table. Um, but... Right.
1: But that's okay. Everybody does that. And like the other day, like the other day we had the snowstorm here, the blizzard. Right. So Mm -hmm. I get a a, a wild idea. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to trek up to Coney Island in 13 inches of snow and I'm going to get shots of the steeplechase and shots that I normally get in the bustling, you know, summertime. And I'm going to get these like unique shots of 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 steeplechase and, you know, the the carousel and all that shit. And I said, you know what, why not? Because I might be able to sell them, right? I got to do fucking something. I'm, I'm bored out of my mind. So I went up there in the snow, took a bunch of shots and came back down, posted them on Facebook. And a friend of mine's like, hey, I want to buy a 24 by 36 canvas of one of your shots that you posted.
3: That's awesome. Like, all
1: right, I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll order it today. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> you read to your canvas prints.
1: I use Easy Canvas because
0: they're okay. cheap. Oh yeah,
2: I've used uh, them before. Have you tried CG Pro prints huh.
0: That's where I was going at with this.
2: Love CG Pro prints. What is so, it? OK, this I'll is,
0: try, it. Yeah, try it. This is the, the hidden gem of if you want to do some shit. So they're acrylic prints. I, Jen, have you gotten their acrylic? I have not oh.
2: tried the acrylics yet.
0: Dude, so they're acrylic prints. They're quarter inch acrylic. They do dye sublimation directly to the acrylic, and then they mount it with Sintra. And it's all ready to hang like Adorama does with their metal prints and everything. Sure. So my 24 to 36 that I've done of the New Year's Eve shot, um, I wound up selling two of those for 600 bucks each. They cost me 120 each, something like that. Right, Right. I then got two canvas, 24 by 36. And the canvas, the way they do it is it's like a hardbound can- canvas, and then they mount it with like a board on the back. So it's right. like an inch it's got thick, foam but in you it. can't you can't puncture it. It it, it like it's, so it's not, it's, flim- not flim- it's not flimsy. Like it's not flimsy. flimsy at all. No.
3: The, the, the only answer.
2: thing I will say about CG pro prints because I've been using them for years. Um, yeah. And I live in the south where there's a lot of humidity. The back, because of the humidity here, has come off. That adhesive has kind of like a little bit come undone. But other than that the the quality of those canvases at what you pay for is is phenomenal like it is such a good bucks. price for what they have
0: 60 bucks for a 24 by 36 yeah what is it 60 dollars yeah and i mean
2: because yeah. they'll send you uh, coupon codes oh, like oh, oh you? You. yeah
1: I'm so gonna i'm to check that out i'll check that out because i've been trying to do a lot more of my coney island stuff because i have over the years i've shot so much of coney island whether it's been digitally or and, and a lot of times with my Holga and mm-hmm. on film. So I have like tons and tons of shit from Coney Island. And uh, you know, I was supposed to do like a couple of flea markets, put shit out, you know. So I've been printing like a f- maniac lately.
0: Yeah, I've got to do something in my house that helps. Like I can do up to 16 by 20. Mm-hmm. Uh That's but- nice half times it's just cheaper for me to just do a bulk run through like adorama or something that's what yeah.
1: i do i use adorama picks and i got it all set up yep where it literally like the order process for me on my ebay sales is like that okay, i don't okay. even see the prints
0: i literally i load it, you directly I, just ship. Just, yeah, you just direct to ship yeah it's
2: direct to ship How do you, how do you guys sign your prints? Like if someone wants a signed print, how do you, I have so much trouble figuring that out. Like, do I sign on the picture? Do I sign on a mat? What do I do?
0: Bottom, bottom right corner. I've, I've signed the the bottom right corner for years on the print.
2: Okay. I've been doing that, but I just see that a lot of people say, and then also with numbering, like, I'm like, okay, well, I don't print often. So I don't, how do I, how do I,
0: the numbering thing tends to help simply for the fact that let's say if you're if you're selling musician prints you're in theory allowed most states i think for the state of new york you're allowed 250 fine art prints to be able to sell legally do people really number that and keep track of them probably fucking not but like you know if it's like a certain series that you're like okay and also the the it's a gray area too so it could be like Two, it, it doesn't specify 250 uh, of that specific image at, I mean you could be <laughs> like okay so well I'm gonna do that image at a different size on a different type of paper all that type of stuff like one's gonna be on acrylic one might be on canvas and that starts a whole different numbering system like that was number one on acrylic but it's also right. number one on you know rag at the same time
2: I'm saying so I know's mean,
0: I, I have a stamp that I put. I don't know if you could
1: see that.
2: Oh, that's smart.
1: But I have a stamp and I stamp the back of each photo with a, with a stamp that I had custom made.
2: That's and smart. I just stamp the back
1: them and, and it keeps it okay. on. And it says certified authentic. So, you know, it's me. Right, and cool. uh, and that's kind of how I, I do it. I usually don't sign. I usually don't sign my prints unless someone does ask for it. But I stamp all my prints that I actually sell individually. Not through Adorama because Adorama that you can't do it. Although I'm trying to figure out how to get them to do it at this point. But anything that I do that's printed here that I sell individually to people, I hit with that stamp. So I'm
0: they're all that from you. What's that? I'm gonna steal that
1: idea nope.
2: from you. Um, <laughs> Paul Harry's. I think it's Paul Harry's that does that. I'm not. I can't remember. It's one of the um, portrait photographers that I follow. He he has something very similar. It's round. It's like a, it's like his his thing. But he presses it kind oh, of like a. Walker?
1: Yeah,
2: embosses it, it. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: good. I because I was trying to figure out a way like to to keep things sort of authentic to my work, and I had like these little stickers that you could, you, if you scratch off, you know, they, they were like they're like these little. I don't know. I think they're in here somewhere. I gotta look for them. But I was trying to figure out like what's the best. They're they like these things. They're like these little. Uh, just, oh yeah, oh, yeah. You
0: know,
1: like these things and i was sticking them on the side of frames and shit like that and then i was like i came up with the stamp idea and i'm like i'm just gonna do the stamp yeah and i was, uh, just stamped yeah, I like the back that. of the
3: frame <laughs> you know, and that's it i i did a uh, an acrylic print before I, I forget now the company it might have been like bigacrylics.com or something i'd never heard of it before i was just googling it but i did i did it in my uh i'm hanging in my living room right, right now it's a triptych of a shot from my honeymoon actually for of like the sunset and uh, with trees or something like that, but it's uh, a big square in the center with the acrylic, just like you were talking about before, backed on the acrylic uh, where you don't even see any frame right anything like that, and two uh, thin side pieces that continue with the frame. I love it though, doing that acrylic yeah. style. I'm gonna look at the the CG. Yeah, uh, C- I think it's a CG
0: Pro prints, like just Google yeah. it out of Colorado they they're starting now to do a couple more things they're doing like metallic prints and stuff i got one of their metallic prints off them it it looks just like what adorama would do yeah right
2: got some good metallic prints for cheap um it's um uh nation's photo lab i use them them
0: all the time
1: i
2: love them
0: i use i love that place uh bay photo so
1: yeah yeah, i've I've used bay photo Bay photo is a little weird. I've had conversations with them, and you know when Adorama was pissing me off, but Adorama's made good on a lot of shit for me, so yeah, yeah. it's hard for me to go away from Adorama at this point. I mean, Adorama's given me hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of credits.
0: Oh yeah, I've, I've, I've contacted them where I'm like, hey, this is dinged or dented, and they're like, keep it. We're going to send you another one. So like, I will say Adorama's good with that. Um, Bay
3: photo is like a nation's photo lab.
0: Uh, kind of. So Bay Photo is, I think they're out in uh, San Francisco. They're yeah, in San Francisco, yeah.
3: yeah.
0: They. I use them for all of our Misfit stuff that we do. So I don't know if you've seen the photo from like the reunion show, Jerry only holding up his base in the air. No, uh, I haven't seen that. No. Kind of like slinging off of him. It's used in like all the Live Nation posts and all that stuff.
3: Oh, right. uh,
0: so that shot, um, what Jerry does is we'll order like 5, 8 by ten prints at one clip. Bay Photo will give those to us for seventy five cents a piece. I've never seen anybody wow. sell for that cheap. No, yeah, they're, like, they're cheap. They, they're even definitely. Adorama, yeah, yeah. Even Adorama is like, we can't touch that. Like, you can order five thousand, and the cheapest it's going to be is like a dollar and a quarter or something.
1: Yeah. Wow. Adorama, Adorama. gives me a discount because I have I have their white their white box service. Okay. So I pay $15 extra a month to have that service and to have it all drop shipped from the eBay. So
0: it's worth it for me to do it. You know what I mean? Like I yeah.
2: think I pay like $2. That well.
0: What's that? I may look into that as well because especially like when I sell prints and I'll do a run, I'm like, man, I really don't want to sell like $20, $30 prints and have to sign it, go wait on picking them up somewhere and then like deal with the packing of everything and standing in the post office. Like it's that time pain. is so it's a, valuable. It's a, me. The,
1: it's a pain in the ass, man. Yeah.
0: Me, so I'm man. like, okay, screw it. I'm not going to, like, if I do that where I'm like, I can sell it for 20 or $30 and not have to worry about like signing it and it just someone else ships it. Awesome. Like, I, I may start considering that. It takes
1: me 30, maybe, it, it takes me maybe a minute to yeah. fulfill the order all of my photos. Like, I'll save the photos at the highest resolution possible. So, say 24 by 36. If I can, in most of the images and then you can work your way down from there. So yeah, that's yeah. all posted in a gallery. So I have separate galleries in outer
0: yeah, there as well.
1: And then when someone orders something on eBay, I get the order from them, then I go to the gallery, take the photo, res- you know, size the photo up, cut and paste, literally make sure that the money landed in PayPal, cut and paste it right in, their name and the address right into where the shipping is. And just assign my PayPal account to it to pay. So basically the money that comes in from eBay into my PayPal account and it gets taken out for the printing out of my PayPal account Mm -hmm. because that's how I pay Hadorama. So I basically work off my PayPal account. So I just keep like the number just keeps going up and up and up. And I, and then if I have to move that money into checking, I do it. But most of the time I leave that money in my PayPal account because then I can order stuff for myself through Adorama or I can order stuff like Easy Canvas takes PayPal. So I'll just order Easy Canvas shit. You, know? you ever
2: want posters like of your prints, like cheap posters? Um, uh, Cause my kid likes some some of the music that I shoot surprisingly. Um, so I'll get some posters for her room that I can just literally just put push pins in and not have to you know, really like frame it or anything um poster burner does um like it's like 20 bucks and you can get like a full size like actual poster of the print of yours
1: nice. and it's that's like a cool. movie
2: size poster
1: that's cool that's cool Yeah, me. that's good to know i recommend you know? glossy
2: don't get the matte. i made a painting on that and that was terrible
1: i've tried everything i've tried them all i've tried you know even vista print i use for posters sometimes and you know and I'm there you,
2: looking for like something thin like as it the, even the ones that poster burner are a little bit thick I want like the kind of posters that you put up in your room when you're in high school like I want like a thin like paper material like that black, I'm trying to find that paper so know. Right on
0: the back side smells like your elementary school like you yeah, yeah it's hard to find place it's I don't know
1: who would print like one-offs of that because that's all offset work yeah it's you know, all four color separation offset stuff you know which is like my old career. I used to work in printing places when I was a kid, so it's like it's. I've been around it since I'm like 14, you know, like in and out of like printing shit. Like so. Also, there's another. There's a couple of other cool things that I print uh, that are like it's a. I don't know if you guys are familiar with with Printify. There's um. So Printify. Yeah. So Printify, uh, you could print on any kind of thing, and and this is like a like a makeup pouch. Oh, cool! The so, nice. island things. So when I, I print these things up. Oh, you were doing like the backpacks before, right? Yeah, and I'll show you. I got, I'll grab the backpack. But the, they're amazing. They're crazy. Like, that's what they do. <laughs> so here's so here's like, here's a backpack that I did that has photos on it. With that's fun. And it costs about thirty-two dollars for this, you know. That's it, awesome. Back, you know, and then I did another one with some film noir photos because I repurposed a lot of the film noir photos. That is so cool. I have so, yeah. So you have the soup. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so these are really cool. I mean, they're amazing. They're amazing. It's it's crazy, and I've given them. I've given them as gifts to some of my clients, and they they freak out, man. They're like, "Holy shit."
2: You know, i you know, always, like, cool. as a wedding photographer, it's fun to, like, deliver images, like, in a cool way to, like, yep. you know, as and so, like, sometimes, like, I'll set up, like, boxes, and, like, w- one time I did um, where you could do, um, oh, what are they called? Like, you put the little round thing in it, and you can look through it. Viewmaster.
1: Wow. I've, I've done one of those, too, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> a cool wedding present to give people so a few of the images on a Viewmaster, and they have them white, so you can get them, like, wedding color. Well,
3: that's cool.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I did one. I did one for the King's Theater as a gift when I, you know, when I was the house photographer there. I did a ViewMaster of a whole bunch of the photos that I took have taken over the years, and she fu- she freaked out. She was like, "This is awesome." That's, that's, cool. Cool. that's <laughs> very
3: cool.
0: I did this thing for a, like one of the last weddings that I shot. Um, I sponsored by Lomography, and then like Fuji sent me a shit ton of their like Instax film. Um, And what I did was they actually just sent me, like as soon as they heard that uh, Lomography sent me a bunch of their cameras, they're like, we're going to send you our digital one. And the nice thing is they're like the Fuji instant square uh, camera. You can actually put a micro SD card in there. Uh So I'll take images that I've shot at a wedding. I've then put them on the micro SD card, put them into the Instax camera, then turned around and printed the photos that I shot with like my high resolution camera. And I'd print those out with the wedding photos. So like detail shots, the bride getting uh, makeup done, her makeup and hair done, like the first kiss, the dance and all that stuff. And I'd put together this little like photo album with all the instant film uh, images in a box. That's a great idea. and And like, you know, it, it's on instant film, but it's just like it has that little touch, like it's like nostalgia at the same time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I have the
2: Instax printer, so I yeah. can take any picture from my phone exactly. or on my camera print. and put it in a polar, like polar, not polar, but it's Instax.
0: Um, her I- husband cried when I gave that to him. That's great. So when
1: I did when I did my photo opening in October of right before COVID, there was the space had these little couches on it, so I made these pillows. With my badges over oh, the crowd,
2: that is so. Cool. That's awesome. You know what that reminds me of? Do um, you <laughs> pretty seen, awesome? Right? <laughs> that dress.
3: You see this? <laughs> uh, you, can make, you can make pillows. I have not done anything yet. You can make pillows that. of your badges.
2: That's
1: Smart, <laughs> no <don't> question. This. <laughs> that That's
3: a good Printify? idea.
1: Printify, yeah, you can print on anything. But the the pillows with the with the badges was kind of like you know an idea unique. That's need awesome. To this
2: is really yeah. funny. There's a photographer that made a dress out of her
0: photo passes. That's, um, good that's, that's during. That's COVID, pretty good. Uh, I wound up realizing that there's a lot of communities where people want those passes and pics and stuff. And I'm like, you want to know something? Screw it. I've had years and years and years of these things. I've had my memories. I've made my money on shots. At the same time, I put things in there, and people would bid on them, and like. Passes. <laughs> that I'm like, eh, whatever. Like, I would have thrown it out. People are paying, like, up to $50 for something. Yeah,
2: I'm telling you. I've been on, Um, I've, I've got a photo pass from, okay, so my favorite band is Bruca Assault. And I, I, looking back on the question that you asked, if I didn't realize that you're asking, like, in the past, kind of. I would have gone back in the 90s and shot Bruca Assault, because that's my favorite band. I've been on, like, a photo pass for one of the shows that I never would have been at, because um, I was too young. <laughs> um, well, I guess I could have gone, but my mom my mom didn't let me out <laughs> like that to concerts, but I mean, I would buy those things,
0: yeah. People do
1: they buy them, they eBay. sell
2: them on eBay.
0: They do, I wow. saw hundreds of my passes like over COVID. Okay, no I was just like, I never screw it, like, yeah, turn around and sell them. There's a, a Facebook community on like picks and passes, and there's like the way the guy sets it up is it's like you'll put up about 100 images, and he has like a method, like. You, you put up the, the, the post and then in the comments, you put like the image uh, what the band was or whatever it is. And then it's like starting bid $1. And you're like, oh man, I don't know if I'd really do this for a dollar. He's like, no, trust me, like it goes for three days. It gets crazy in the end. I had guitar picks that like people had given to me that I would have probably lost somewhere. Like that documentary Murder in the Front Row that came out not long ago. They made what some, guitar, they made guitar picks and Alex Skolnick gave me a couple of them. I put one of those in the thing and people went nuts. It sold for $50 for the goddamn pick. And I was just like, this is nuts. Yeah.
2: Um, so I have like one of the Welcome to Rockville's I was at, um, what was the name of the band? I don't, even remember, um, I don't even remember the name of the band. Oh my gosh, I'm, I have a terrible memory. Um, anyways, the guy, the guitarist broke his guitar on like right in front of me. I'm talking like giant pieces of his guitar were flying around yeah. me, and so I just picked up a piece and took it with me. I wonder if that would sell anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. you never know. You never know. I that mean, there's a crazy. lot of shit. There's a, there's a lot of shit on eBay that you would never think. Yeah. You would never even think why people would even sell it, let alone buy it. <laughs> you know,
3: I've been like, thinking about what to do with all my passes too, and I haven't. have to go through them all, but like a pill is a cool idea. Yeah, I think yeah, maybe yeah, like a yeah, poster or something. But definitely, wall space them. is hard to come by. Yeah, scanning scan, is a good idea. Yeah,
1: scan, scan them all because they're good to have, and then you could come up with some, you know, something. You know, you can make a shower curtain. I mean, Printify prints on pretty much everything, and yeah. they used to give you a hard time about like. You know, because when I first started using them, they I would do like like I did a Volbeat shirt because Volbeat's one of my favorite bands, right? So like, I did a Volbeat shirt, and I'm like, no, I they were like they kicked it back because they're like, you don't have the rights to this photo. I'm like, no, I I took the shot, you know, print the fucking t-shirt. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> but they they I, sit, I was thinking um on uh, the blanket. I was thinking about like doing blankets with the shirts from tours I've I've been to, but yeah, you could do I, that. I never I came around like, to doing oh. that.
1: I did one for my daughter because my daughter is a huge, what was a huge falling in reverse fan. And for some reason, I don't know why, but I've shot falling in reverse more times than any other band, like nine or 10 times. And I have different photos of them. And I made a big blanket for her for Christmas of all different photos. And she, oh, she loved it. She, she, she so yeah, you should think about making
0: it. <laughs> Sorry, What's was happened? Radke ever not a dick during any of those shoots?
1: <laughs> uh, he was. He, uh, there was one show that I didn't shoot during a. I think Warp Tour, that yeah. he put the cot. Yeah, he just got a, like a. He got like an itch up his ass, and he was like, "No photographers."
0: Yeah, and we showed see. up.
1: We we like we literally showed up where we went from you know how you know how Whoop Tour set up where you go like through the pit from one stage to the other. So we yeah. walked through one pit to the other, and, and they were getting ready to come on. And I forget, I think Natalie was the, was the PR, Natalie Camillo, I think her name is. And now he doesn't want any photographers now. I'm like, yeah. oh,
2: fuck him. He's boring to photograph anyways. It's crazy. Back and forth. That's and all He is.
1: just runs back and forth. You just got to stay in the middle. I watch oh, all the yeah. other photographers that never shot him. They're like going here, going here. And I'm just like waiting for him to stop, twirl the, the microphone, just catch a shot of him. And that that's a- it. And he goes back. He just keeps running back and forth. That's it. <laughs> But they're, uh, they're, they're, that was interesting putting that, that blanket together. So you should think about doing something like that with your badges, Zach. I mean, yeah. definitely scan yeah. Definitely, yeah. Scam.
3: I definitely need to do that. Yeah. But the priority right now is my old archive of images. So I feel like the uh, passes, they've been in that bag on the floor for a long time now. So I don't know. I got, as long I got as you own those,
1: what photos do you own Like over the years? Like, obviously, the garden ones you don't own, but what other stuff do you own?
3: All the Hofstra stuff I've done, all my personal stuff. Obviously, I I, I own that kind of stuff. So, um, I mean, all my personal stuff is more like landscape things. Which actually would I, this right here? I want to do something like that. It's kind of hard to see, but that's the um, oh, the I'm high sorry. line in the city. Oh, okay. Um, on the wall, like I know, like stuff like that. I, I do a lot, of, a lot of things like that. That kind of generic but nice looking. So I feel like something like that could do could go well. But people man, buy that
1: stuff, man. man. People like buying that stuff, especially. Yeah sell it on ebay and stuff like that like for Think some so, of yeah. reason, people didn't buy like i put a bunch of nice shots up of like radio city music hall you know like the front yeah. one had the marquee yeah. Said, yeah see you soon or whatever the fuck it said and yeah. i put them up but they didn't sell for some reason but like like it's it's weird what sells on ebay it's like really yeah. from one from one week to the next
3: yeah. so like i said yeah. the
1: rush photos for some reason have sold a lot and uh you know I just, and some Metallica stuff
0: too. Yeah. You probably would sell a bunch of Metallica stuff too, Kevin. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I might put one or two images up, kind of see where that goes. I'll put up maybe some of the uh, New Year's stuff. The New Year's uh, stuff would sell.
1: You probably would yeah. sell a bunch of New Year's stuff. You know, if you take a shot of the, of the uh, acrylic one mm-hmm. and then you post the photo that you took of the acrylic and then, you know, say they're available in acrylic, you know, limited edition or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. People will buy that shit, man. Especially yeah. now because of what went on, you know, there was no, I mean, there was a ball drop, but there was, there was anybody, there's nobody there.
0: Well, I had, right. I had police officers actually hit me up that were like, Hey, like we were there. Like my wife couldn't go because it was such a reduced crowd of people. And like, we're talking 50 press people, maybe at that we're able to be in this pen and then, you know, two blocks north was where they were doing the actual, like, talent. So Jennifer Lopez and all that stuff were there, but nobody was shooting that stuff. It was all done through the network because of social distancing. But it was like... I know, because like, I know Kevin Mazer took a couple shots, and he said that he, he was way back. I hit that double. <laughs> he probably he, did. Was, Kevin sneaks into areas what, because he's Kevin Maser. So. Yeah, right. Like he he played dumb for a little bit of it and worked his way up front to be able to get a couple shots of like a yeah yeah Yeah. no I know and it was just like all right he 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 played the game he he knew what he was gonna get and then right before the ball dropped he was doing that when I was talking to all the guys in the press photographers association the whole thing was like the story isn't the New Year's talent the story is an empty Times Square on New Year's Mm -hmm. that's yeah of course definitely yeah. It's in, in like 1942, there was like a blackout that it was empty. Like it w- there was no ball drop, but there were still people in Times Square outside of that. This is the first time ever that nobody was allowed in Times Square. Like businesses, like your, your business was not allowed to be open. You could not, like if you had a storefront that was in that area, you had to close. Right. So it was just such a surreal experience. I would have loved to have been able to have my wife go with me but mm-hmm. she's good too. being able to have that opportunity. It was like, it's once in a lifetime. Like there's just, yeah. you have to take it. No, yeah. and
1: definitely. That was a smart move on your part. You were never going to get that again.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, hopefully, we have- hopefully that will never I mean, happen again.
3: I mean, yeah.
1: I At this stage in this country, who knows, right? But yeah. hopefully we won't Right? exactly. <laughs>